All right, episode number 54, Bill and Dave's Excellent Podcast. Guess who's here? Ah. Hey, there he is. There I am. You know what I realized? Uh, a lot of people were asking me, um, you know, why isn't Bill on very much? And it just occurred to me that I, keep, I think I've had your mic turned off on a lot of episodes. Oh, man, is that what it's been? Yeah, it's so weird. It's like I, like I hear Dave and I don't hear Bill. I mean, he's been here. Yeah, I'm like a ghost. Just, I'm like Ghost Dad. Maybe I just didn't turn your mic on. Sorry about that, man. Sorry about that. <laughs> oh, man, man, man. Episode 54. We actually have an exciting show. We have Amanda Troop calling in. Uh, she's an actress, uh, voiceover star, improviser. Uh, she's a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to talking super to her. Trooper. Yes, she is super. Uh, her last name isn't Trooper. It's Amanda. Amanda Troop. Not trooper, but uh, yeah, it's Wilfred. A lot of fun stuff to talk about. Looking forward to talking improv with her because yeah. uh, she directs uh, some interesting improv groups. So, um, yeah, man, wow, flooding in Houston. It's crazy. It's wet. It's wet. It's wet AF, man. Yeah, they got hit twice. I I don't even know. Like, there's water. There there's water all over the. They, I heard two thirds of the city underwater. Yeah, it's something like the size of New Jersey or something like that's underwater. Really? It's a lot. It's a lot of water, dude. I I mean, what do you do? I mean, at some point you just like that's when like all the belongings and stuff don't matter, right? It's like oh, yeah. you're just no, no. that's that's life but, situation. But, yeah, yeah, but but like the question I have is once this water goes down and and I'm hoping it does someday. Not anytime soon. Like what I mean Realistically, I don't know how I know what the population is of Houston, but take that times two thirds. I mean, there's. I'm really nervous to see like the the casualties uh, that that could come out of this. It's really what a horrific, horrific thing. Think right now, the count's up to like forty ish. Wow, wow. Which, in the grand scheme of things, I mean, it could be a lot worse. Well, it could be a and lot it's, worse. It's going to be. I mean, before it's over. It could be a lot worse. I know, I know there's other areas, and I think Houston Houston is obviously the one everybody's talking about. I'm sure there's other areas there, like suburbs and, and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Well, and Louisiana's getting hit, too. Yeah. yeah. Again. Again. It's crazy. Um, I, I just uh, I don't even know what to say. Obviously, you know, our thoughts and prayers are with anybody in Houston that, uh, or anybody knows anybody in Houston or family. I mean, that just sucks. Um, but, man, the news is like... Donald Trump's got to be happy about the flood secretly, right? Because it's just like the news just shifts, right? And you don't thank God I got so yeah, sick and tired. Still really, really giving him a grind. Yeah, but I mean, like it's it's all over Houston. But how, what are your feelings on like the news? Does it, is it sensationalism of stuff like this? I think I think a lot of it is. Um, I think there's a lot of sniping. Yeah, a lot of. A lot of politics sort of shouldn't be politics. Yeah, yeah, I think so too, man. It's, I, it's weird. Like, so, I, and the reason I bring this up because I, I, I was listening um, on, on satellite radio. I listen to Sirius uh, XM, uh, which uh, we here at Bill and Dave's Excellent Podcast love. Sirius XM. We well, we're the, we're about to syndicate. So yeah, yeah, we're 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 close. We're. I mean, they haven't Any called. Day now. They haven't called yet. But I'm sure they any will. day now yeah. they got our number yeah. yeah but I'm listening to uh, I think it was CNN yeah it was C it was CNN and uh, they they go to commercial and right before they go to commercial now this is CSN the TV station but they simulcast on on satellite radio 
And before they go to commercial, their promo to get people, you know, like the teaser to get people, you know, it had sad music, so it was mm-hmm. the music fit the tone of what's going on down yeah. there. But they were like, and when we return from break, more live rescues. Yeah, see, they don't need to be doing that necessarily. Like, I, mean, I don't get that, and I'm and I'm not I'm not a fake news guy. I'm not into that. I don't really care. I don't even follow politics. I don't really watch the news, but I was just want to check in and see what's going on. I'm like, really? That's what you you go to commercial. Make sure you get that commercial break in, guys, so you can get paid. Um, more live rescues. So I and I haven't watched any of the footage. So I I just picture like a cameraman is taking up a spot in a boat that. Well, that's that's the thing. Like, I mean, wars and all this stuff, it's 24-7 coverage, and there doesn't need to be. There's no call for that. Yeah. Like, we get it. You know, it's really bad down there, so let them do their jobs, get out of the way. Yeah. And then, you know, just report on if storms are coming again, how you can help, and where shelters are and stuff like that, but all this other stuff is, eh. Yeah, it's like I I you see seeing people at probably the worst moments in their lives. I I don't know. I don't think it makes for good TV. Um, you know, I think the best thing you can do is probably donate or if you can maybe get down there some somehow and help. Um, but there's other things you can do other than watching the news and giving them more ratings. That's where news took a turn. You know that at some point when it's yeah too commercial they as soon as they started taking ratings then uh they had to sell commercial time and then you know if it bleeds it leads all that stuff and mm-hmm. uh you know what unfortunately it's, they're this, making news more than they're reporting it yeah and unfortunately this is uh this is the um this is what you get you know what i mean and and you it's it's unfortunate for the people down there. I mean, it is important for the rest of the, the country to see what they're going through, but I think it can be done a little less, uh, in a, in a, a little bit less of an evasive manner. Sensationally. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So enough of that. I mean, this is, I don't want to be a downer, but that is going on. It's real. It's going on, but mm-hmm. uh, it's just sad. It's it's really sad. I don't even know what to do. And, and the mess after a flood, you know, here in Chicago, we have basements and you get a few inches of water in your basement, and it's a nightmare. It's a bad day. It's yeah. a bad day, and people have... And the cleanup is months. Yeah, yeah. It's just... Yeah, it's, this is going to be years. This is going to be a bad one. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. But um, we're here to try and brighten your day, and it's we're in this depressing <laughs> world we live in. Maybe have a, a laugh um, or two along the way. We'll see. But... Um, if you've listened to us before, you know that's probably not going to be the that, case. I know that, yeah. <laughs> if you've listened to us before, you know that that's... Uh, I haven't laughed before. Why would I laugh now? <laughs> that's why That's why we're bringing Amanda on. But uh, we got to give her a good lead-in. So uh, what's what's new with you, man? What's going on? Um, How's the VR going, the virtual reality headset? I love it. I got, uh, I got Star Trek, and that's crazy. Really? Yeah, you're like on the bridge of the ship, and like you fly it and you shoot at people, and it's crazy. Well, what's funny? What's funny about that is that, uh, um, is is that Amanda, who we'll be talking to shortly, uh, she did some some improvised Star Trek at uh, oh at uh, San Diego Comic Con, which is no, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that'll be interesting. Maybe we can bring that up a little yeah. bit. Um, so you got Star Trek. How is it? Do you actually sit, uh, um, you're on the bridge? Yeah. 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 There's four different stations you can play. You hop around if you want to. And I mean, you look around, you're, you're on the ship. It's crazy. 
Wow, that's that's awesome. That's so like. Do you play one of the characters, or are you just like, like? Can you pick? Can I? I want to be Captain Picard. Uh, no, they don't really have characters. You don't no. get to look at them. You no. kind of are them. Oh, really? You choose male or female, and that's about it. Yeah. What do you choose? Um, I actually defaulted as a female, and I didn't know how to change it at first. <laughs> and so I've just been playing as a lady. Oh, jeez. And I got the boobies and everything. You look down, you see your, your body, and it's weird as hell. <laughs> nice. Like, I'm wearing a dress. I'm like, okay, this is, uh, <laughs> this is all right. <laughs> I guess we're doing this now. Uh, and I couldn't change it back. <laughs> I'm, I'm so pretty. <laughs> I just want to be pretty, Dad. <laughs> All right, well, let's bring Amanda in. This let's, is fun. yeah. <laughs> All right, on the phone right now, we've got actress, voiceover star, improviser, Amanda Troop. Amanda, thank you so much for calling in. Thank you so much for having me on the call. This is great. No, this is awesome. So so you may have seen Amanda on uh, on Wilfred uh, alongside Elijah Wood and uh, Jason Gann. Um, and, and obviously, improv a big part of your life, doing a lot of internet stuff. What's new with you? What, we, what do we got going on? Oh, gosh. Uh, yeah, yeah. Improv is a huge thing. I'm actually just about to do, um, uh, I, I work with a group uh, over at Impro Studio in uh, Hollywood. We do long-form, narrative-based improv, and so I'm just about to open a show that's in the style of um, X-Files. Oh, right on. Um, so I do do a lot of that, but um, mostly what I do to pay the bills is uh, voiceover, TV, film, things like that. Very cool, very cool. Now, how do you how did you get into voiceover work? That's always been an interesting line of work for me because I know you you have to have like a voiceover person to connect you with gigs, or how, how do you even get into that? Somebody hears you, oh, and well, yeah. So um, actually, it's kind of a funny story. Um, I uh, so I was uh, I moved to LA to be uh, an on camera actor, film and television, and things like that, and um, I was filming a, a movie in Illinois. Um, which is where you're located, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, and um, I was. Um, I'm trying to remember the name of the town. It's um, oh, it's not going to come to me. But anyway, I'm I'm on location in Illinois, and I started to become friends with the production manager, and um, we're chit chatting. And as I sometimes do, I broke into some random character voices, and she was like, "Oh, you're you're pretty good at that. Have you ever?" thought about pursuing voiceover and I sort of said yeah well you know I've heard it's really hard to get into and um you know you have to have a reel and I heard that's kind of expensive and she said well look I have connections with the music industry in Buffalo New York if you fly yourself to Buffalo New York you can stay at my place and I will get you free studio time to record your demo and I just thought well I can't say no to that. That seems like the way to go. So I flew myself to Buffalo, uh, I don't know, maybe a month after that, and I recorded the demo. I recorded all the, the raw tracks, and then I brought it back, and I talked to another girlfriend that was already doing voiceover, and I edited my demo together. And then I kind of sat on it for a while because I was afraid of, like, trying to get into voiceover. Like, it was going to be very... You know, everything I'd heard about it was like, oh, it's very competitive. It's very difficult. Sure. Um, and then finally I was talking to another actor who was working in voiceover, and I said to him, you know, I have this animation demo. Um, I don't have a commercial demo because I've been told that you had to do commercials first. 
And so I, I don't know what to do with it. And he's like, well, just send it to some agents. Just do it. Just go for it. And long story short, I ended up targeting 10 agents. My top choice reached out to me, and I've been with CESD for voiceover and animation ever since. And so it was like this, like, like I, I think it was one of those things where the universe, for lack of a better term was like uh you should be doing voiceover <laughs> right right yeah do this. right yeah, right so. place at the right time totally that's cool and one thing i noticed yeah. is is you've done a lot of voiceover for video games so is there a big difference between say doing voiceover work for a commercial versus like an animation versus a video game oh yeah absolutely there there definitely is i mean with, with commercial voiceover um you know, it's a whole other set of skills as far as uh, you want to be knowledgeable about the product. You want to be relatable. You know, you want to be someone that that they can that they can trust um, when you're talking uh, about whatever. Doing a commercial voiceover um, with video games um, and with animation, I I like to think about a lot of acting as far as like the intimacy with the person that you're speaking to and the stakes of the situation. And so in video games, uh, a lot of times the the stakes are very high. You know, you're in a battlefield or something like that. So when, if you're talking closely with someone, there's an intensity to the way you would speak to them up close. And if you're yelling across the battlefield, uh, you know, there's, there's obviously you have to yell over the sounds that they're putting in of like, you know, guns and people screaming and things like that. Um, whereas with like animation, uh, the stakes might not be as dire. They, they'll be very high because as an animated character, let's say your goal as a little kid is like, I just want to eat all the pancakes. I need to eat every pancake I can find. And so those stakes are really vital to that character, but they're not the same as like, we have to get there. We have to deliver the package. You know, like like those those two things are different. So I think it's I think I mean it all comes down to acting. Sure. And sure. so you have to know who you're talking to. You have to know where they are, and you have to know the room and the environment that you're located in. And I'm sure having an improv background probably helps a lot with that because you really have to use your imagination sometimes because you're in a scene that maybe you don't see what's going on. Maybe it hasn't been animated or in a video game maybe you're not seeing the scene they're just telling you hey uh there's a dragon in front of you and and you're and you're, you're running from it okay <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> exactly and when we're auditioning for things um we'll get the we'll get part of the script we won't get the whole thing a lot of the time so it'll just be a sequence of lines and sometimes there'll be a little note about context and sometimes there won't. There'll just be a character description. And so then it's up to the performer to go, okay, where do I imagine myself in this particular situation? And then you have to obviously find the different nuances for that audition. When you're working on a project, uh, the director will be feeding you, okay, now you know, now, now you're, now you're more upset. Um, now this person has said to you, um, there's no way that this can happen. Now this person is giving you everything you want. And so you're responding back and forth and working pretty immediately with the director who's helping give it, giving you 
the the context of the scene. Sure, that that helps out a lot. I'm sure that helps out. Um, and and so you mentioned uh, you you mentioned you're you're doing some some improv, and uh, you're going to be. Um, Oh, what was the name of the club again? I thought you just said Impro. Uh, like, Impro Studio. Yeah, Impro Studio yeah. in L.A. Right? That's awesome. So, yeah. uh, you guys are you guys have a run on Friday nights there? Uh, is it starting? Is it this week or next week? Yeah, starting this this Friday at eight p.m. Um, for uh, I can't remember how many weeks, six or eight weeks. And um, this Friday we alternate who's playing the um, Mulder Scully characters sure. in our version of it we're called uh kit culver and elena bailey so this friday i'm playing elena bailey so that's cool to kick off the run as the agent um and that's just i mean that's my playground it's it's basically you go and you're playing very advanced make-believe with some of the coolest smartest actors and uh it's it's really great Impro. Uh, theater is the company that that works out of Impro Studio, and they're actually um, they're one of the only improv groups to be written up about in uh, American Theater Magazine uh, because of the work they're doing. And they've also been nominated for uh, one of the big theater awards here in LA, the Ovation Award. Uh, and I was actually a part of their Jane Austen production that was nominated for. Uh, an ovation award, um, I guess two years ago. And so, you know, it's, it's a really, it's different from, it's different from other kinds of improv and it keeps me constantly expanding my, um, my sources of information. You know, right now I'm reading Chekhov, I'm watching X-Files, I'm getting into Star Trek, you know, all these things. So I'm always broadening my horizons through the work I'm doing there. Sure. Sure. And it's a uh, Ripley improv, right? Oh, well, Ripley is uh, my, so that's another team altogether. Ripley, we perform out of there. Uh, I've been directing that group. We were doing a genre, um, young adult dystopia. So um, if you think Hunger Games or Divergent, we were doing shows in the style of those books and movies. Um, But we're all women and uh, it's a, yeah, it's a great, it's a great group. Um, that that's so, awesome. Yeah. I always find that interesting. So we we had a a a, a couple of a couple of actresses that were in the Katie Dids, which was a an all an all female improv group here in Chicago. And and I always found mm-hmm. that fascinating because um, you know here here in Chicago and have, having a, an improv background myself, I've been to a ton of shows. Um, and I think um, I think there's something really cool and unique about an all women improv group because a lot of times when you see like um uh, like a co-ed a, a co-ed troop out there you know a, a lot of times just by default the women become you know the mom or the daughter or you know the the female character so i always thought that, that that's a unique spin on improv How, is it the same in la or is there is is it pretty common to see that now um yeah i would say that that in in improv like in many things, I think women are still, um, you know, making making strides to get on more equal footing. Uh, and so I, I too have experienced that as being in a group that might be co-ed, might be more heavily towards men and going, oh, ah, I guess I'm your sister or I guess I, you know, as opposed to 
um, having the, the freedom to say, oh, in this scene, I'm playing the character that, that I thought of, and I'm not just a character that is um, a companion to your character. Right, right. So I think, I think having, having all-female groups is, is a really great way of um, equalizing that expression. And, you know, ultimately, I'm hopeful that we'll get to a point where an all-female team is just the same as any other improv team. You're not really thinking about it too much because there's so many all-male teams that already exist. And so, you know, this to me is just, um, it's just a, it's just a really strong group of improvisers. Yeah. And, that's, uh, yeah. I, I think, I feel like that tide seems to be turning or has been over the last few years. I mean, at, at least here in Chicago, some of the, some of the strongest improvisers are females, which is, is awesome and, and like refreshing to see. But I think, I think you also see that with just the like the cast on Saturday Night Live over the last I don't know decade, the strongest the strongest yeah. performers were female. I think I think it's that's good to see. It's good to see strong characters, and um, I I think it's it's refreshing because it, it just like you said it gets tired when it's like okay, well that's obviously the sister and that's the brother or whatever in the scene. I, you know, and that said, I think the really good improvisers you don't even notice that. But a lot of the people, at least starting out, especially when you go through like the the training programs, um, it, mm-hmm. it, you know, it's just kind of f- get, getting getting past that and getting over that hump. So that's that's pretty cool. Um, so where did you where do you get the where does the name uh, Ripley come from? Is there something behind that, or is it just well, where where do you think it comes from? Oh boy! You were gonna take a guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> putting me on the spot. Whenever, whenever I, whenever I, whenever I think of Ripley, I, the, the first thing that comes like a word association would be like Ripley's "Believe It or Not" type of thing. Oh no! Uh, uh, do you want to try again, or do you want me just to tell you? Oh, I'm bad at guessing. Well, this will take us all night. <laughs> Uh, it's from Alien. Oh, geez, that's it's too Ellen easy. It's Ellen Ripley. That was almost too yeah, easy. We, so- <laughs> So our, our mission statement is we want to tell stories about women who save the day, save the world, and save each other. And so we're uh, we want to we want to tell these stories about women that are like Ellen Ripley, where she just had to kick some butt and you know get rid of some aliens. And uh, uh, so she was our inspiration for the name. But um, <laughs> ironically, we have not yet done. Uh, any sci-fi based show, but maybe we will in the future. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, so some other things I was reading too, and this is always a funny one. And we have, we have uh, something, it, it sounds almost familiar just by the description. I didn't see the show, but uh, the improvised generation, it was like a, a show oh, in the yeah. style of Star, Star Trek, the next generation. You guys performed mm-hmm. that at San Diego comic-con. Um, are, yeah. Like, are you a fan of sci-fi and stuff like that? Is it, or did you have to study up? Oh, I'm a I'm a big fan. Yeah, I mean everybody that's in in the improvised generation, we're all Trekkies. Right, right. Uh, you know, I I I like you. I don't. I'm not great at like being put on the spot or quizzed about my my nerdiness, but like it's pretty deep. Um, and uh, we're we're all we're mostly TNG fans in the the improvised generation, and so we base the show off of the style of the next generation. But uh, we definitely have some uh, original series fans in the cast as well, and some Voyager people, some Geek Space Nine people, 
And then uh, la- last weekend, I think it was, we had this really cool event um, at uh, the theater that we did like a voyage through Trek and we had um, uh, some people in that had like amazing experiences working with Star Trek. And so, you know, we're getting, we're getting pretty deeply into that fandom and, oh, you know, the coolest thing that we got to do because we're not just, so yeah, so we're not like playing at Star Trek. We're trying to do Star Trek. And so we got asked to be a part of this thing called Yuri's Night, which was at the Science Center and it's a uh, an annual celebration of space exploration, and um, so we got to perform there. Uh, and then there was this big party underneath the space shuttle at the science center in LA, and we just got asked back to do it again. And that's you know that's really a, a validating thing as someone who like is a fan of Star Trek and space and science. It's like really cool to be like, oh hey, we're, we must be doing it right. Right, that's awesome. You know, the interesting thing too is uh, they, uh, they just announced the Chicago Improv uh, Comedy Festival here. Uh, they just announced it used to be every year, and they just uh, they just voted to have it uh, every other year. And I think part of it was just so that way it's it, it, it continues to be a bigger festival. And I almost got the feeling like maybe it's getting saturated a little bit with with improv festivals, maybe per se. Um, do you, do you see it? It's wildly popular here in Chicago. Always has been, but it seems like within within the last few years, especially, uh, is it pretty big in LA or stand up still the thing out there? Uh, improv. Oh, I think it's pretty big. Um, you know, we have we have a branch at UCB out here. We've got the Groundlings. Uh, uh, we've got um, Improv Olympic, and we've got um, Acme was a big thing. Uh, no, I think it's still it's pretty solidly a, a thing and it's also something that actors are encouraged to get involved in because you know I, I think we were maybe touching on this earlier it's so helpful when you're on set or behind the microphone to be able to just extemporaneously come up with something um, that continues a moment for the director or that continues a moment um, with your fellow actors uh, so, so no, I think I don't think it's quite saturated yet. I think I think there's more saturation to come. Right. That's I. <clears throat> I hope that's the case. I think I think, and I think it is. I think it is, and it's just it's always amazing, yeah. especially get to go. You know, I, I encourage anyone to go see shows. You can see them every night in any big city, and you know, support support improv and yeah. and and just go have fun with it. It's it's there's nothing more fun to watch in person. I think. Uh, and Are you it, still doing improv? No, I'm horrible at it. I'm horrible at it, but uh, oh, no. but I do I do appreciate it. I do appreciate it. Um, I no, it's 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 fun. It's fun, but I think you either have to be all in or or mm-hmm. not in at all, or else you do your you you're doing your your team your team members a disservice. And so you know, life gets yeah. in the way. But I do appreciate it, and I, I always love talking improv with people. It's it's the I think it's when you when you do it and you see kind of the the behind the curtain a little bit. It's uh, you have mm-hmm. a whole new appreciation for it, you know. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah. Um, another interesting thing, and I thought this is so cool. This is and 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 if you're if you're a self-professed nerd, you I mean, this had to be cool for you to uh, uh, to be on Wilfred with Elijah Wood. How cool was that? Come on. It was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. I admit it. And he was 
very kind. And, you know, everybody's going to say that probably, but he was really, really great to work with. Very just down to earth. And we had some great conversations while we were working. And the whole experience was a lot of fun. And I love working with the director, Randall Einhorn. Um, and, you know, it was, it was an awesome time. So, like, when, when you're... And I, and, I, and, I got to, and I got to hug Wilfred, which I don't think many people... <laughs> Got to do. <laughs> That's awesome. So, so, <laughs> he, did, he didn't make himself too uh, too huggable as that character, but uh, it was fun to to, <laughs> to treat him like a real dog for even a moment. I I thought I remember <laughs> when I first saw when I first saw like a trailer for that show. I thought. I'm like, what in the hell is this? And what is it? Why is Elijah Wood in it? I just when I when I watched it, I just thought it was, it's one of the most clever shows on TV. I thought, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so how do you make small talk with an Elijah Wood, right? Because like, I I don't know. It's like ever since like we were kids, probably, you know, he's 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 been everywhere, you know. And then you meet him in person. Is it awkward? Like, all right, what do I say to him? Or do you just kind of go up and put the improv skills to um, work? Well, you know, what is nice is when you're on set with someone um, who you might find a little bit intimidating, you already have a reason to talk to them, which is that you're you're working together, so you're in a scene. And so now you're next to that person, you're doing that scene, you're talking, and when they call cut, there's sometimes in a reset time to chit-chat about whatever. And so you just, you know... you. You start talking about like something in the scene that leads to the next thing, and so it's, I mean, it's just like a normal conversation. Ideally, <laughs> I, I definitely, I've definitely been awkward uh, uh, my fair share, but but um, fortunately not in that instance, unless um, I get a note after this interview and someone's like, "No, you were you were super awkward. You don't remember, but that was." completely awkward yeah it's like i was just thinking about it if i'm I'm in a scene with with elijah wood and they call cut and i'm like so how about this weather you know like it's just kind of one of those things but yeah i guess if you're working with somebody you know there's you have stuff to talk about in that regard um another yeah yeah i mean i i think if you i think if you over if you overthink it then then it's going to be awkward but if you're just having like any normal conversation then it's just a you know it's just like any other person. Right, right. Yeah, and he he's always, yeah. he's always seemed like I've seen this in several interviews, he seems like a pretty down-to-earth guy. So, um, Yeah. Another thing for a professed nerd that's cool is that you, uh, you run a Nerdist parody skit, It's My Throne, which, I mean, who doesn't love the Nerdist? Come on. Yeah, that was pretty exciting. Uh, it, was, it was cool to get to work with the Nerdist, um, but, you know, I think – what really sent me over the top, my minor thing is like, man, Game of Thrones, I am, I read all the books. Like, I am such a fan. And so to get to play any character, even tangentially within the universe of Game of Thrones, it just made my day. It, um, it's actually, I got to also play Hermione on this web series a few years back. Uh, Hermione from um, Harry Potter. And so, again, it was just like, you know, it's not an official sanctioned thing. It's a parody product, but I don't care. I'm in the universe. Like, I made it in. (laughs) There's something about that, which is just, like, so satisfying. It's like, yes, it's comedic, but it's serious. Right. Because it's my thing that I really like. <laughs> and I and I for for what it's worth, I thought that it was a hilarious I thought I thought you did a hilarious job on that, the the Banff Girls Club. 
I thought that was, that was, you got, I will, we'll share the link to that. Cause it's just hilarious. It really was. Oh, um, awesome. Thank you. <laughs> oh, you're trying to give the, the, uh, the girl the drink and you're like, <laughs> never mind. Uh, it's a more of a, it's a more of a visual. Um, so, so when you're talking about like awkward conversations, it's one thing when you're working in a scene with somebody or working on a project with somebody, but you've also done some, uh, you've also attended some events with some A-listers like, uh, um, you know, Comic Con's uh, IMDb yacht party. Um, you, you've attended some of these some of these parties and rubbing elbows. Does it get awkward at things like that, or do you have? You, you, I would imagine you don't go alone, so you probably at least have somebody to hang out with. But are there? Um, you know what? The, those situations are really again. It's it's it it being at Comic Con. That's what you're there for. Right. You're there to go up to people and be like, "Hey, I really like what you're doing." I, I'm, I'm into your work and I want you to know that. Like, that's what Comic-Con is about. So I think, I think that's one of those situations where you can just be enthusiastic and you're not going to mess up. Right. Unless you, you know, like compliment a celebrity and it turns out it's a different celebrity and you <laughs> mess up the compliment. I'm not saying I've done that, <laughs> except that I have done that. And that's... <laughs> Oh, we got to hear that. It. We got to hear that story. Come <laughs> no, on. <laughs> no, it's so embarrassing. I, um, I will sum it up to say I went up to one actress. I asked her if she was a director. She said no. My friend said no, that's this other actress. And then it turned out that it was a third person. So it was like a, it was like a pile on of embarrassment. But I think hopefully she knows that it was all meant to be very complimentary (laughs) and basically being like you're really talented here are all the talented people that we thought you were and then we realized later that you were talented for a different reason but we thought you were talented so yeah you know so that like i'm getting embarrassed even just telling you (laughs) this version of the story (laughs) it's it's all good like i definitely hope that she walked away and completely forgot that it ever happened oh she's probably still talks about it all the time i'm sure (laughs) that one time at this party oh (laughs) so um so i you have a, a a show called spouse quest and it, uh, oh, yeah. it's alongside your husband and uh, editor in chief of Easy Allies. So, um, right. what can you tell us about this project? I, I haven't heard of it, and I'm going to be honest. I, I would, I would, if I saw it, I would tell you I saw it and I loved it or hated it. But I haven't seen it. So, what can you tell us about Spouse Quest? Well, so um, my hubby uh, he, Brandon Jones, he uh, it a decade ago or so he founded a company called Game Trailers. And um, that company was around for a number of years. And Easy Allies is the new version of of the guys that were part of that company. And so they do um, video game uh, live streaming, uh, reviews, they go to events, um, they do reaction videos, all of that stuff. And so... Um, in this new iteration of Brandon's job as a games journalist, um, he's playing a lot more games and he's playing them at home. And so it kind of came up like, hey, we could live stream a game together. And he'd never played uh, Space Quest, which is an OG Sierra Games 
video game that I, I grew up playing. And uh, have you ever played Space Quest? Oh, boy. I'm sure I have. I feel like I played everything. It's, so I you, don't recall it, though. So, so Space Quest, do, do you know King's Quest? Yes. Do you know that series? Yes, yes. So, so similar to King's Quest, so same same company made, made Space Quest. So um, you play as this character named Roger Wilco, and it's a comedic video game. They pull on all of the different pop culture space properties. Uh, they, you know, there's jokes about the Terminator. There's all kinds of different jokes that they pull in from different um, known references. And it just was a really fun game. And it was kind of challenging and unique. And I loved it. And because my husband has played like every game out there, I thought, well, surely you will have played Space Quest already. But he never played it. <laughs> so I said, okay, let's play this. Let's st- live stream it. And we'll talk about it as you play it. And then I don't remember which one of us had the idea to call it Spouse Quest. But we just thought that that was a really funny play on words. <laughs> and so since, <laughs> so since we played Space Quest, We've also done um, other games, too. Like, we um, we played this game together called Overcooked. And Overcooked, um, we, the people said you, you shouldn't play it with a loved one because you will split up oh, um, if you do because it's so stressful. And basically, you're, you're in a kitchen trying to make food together as a team. And it's really super fun. Anyway... I, I would like to say we played it really well, but we we played that. Um, and uh, most recently we did um, uh, the new VR game, uh, Bridge Crew, and I got to be the captain. So back to Star Trek again. <laughs> but I got to be the captain of a Starfleet vessel and tell him what to do. And that stream was particularly weird because we were both wearing VR helmets the whole time. So the visual was just of us wearing helmets and screaming a lot. <laughs> but... Um, you know, it's it, it, it's a it's a fun way of um, live streaming. I think is where a lot of um, our entertainment is starting to go. I've been lucky enough to do some stuff with uh, Hyper RPG, and uh, you know, I think people are going to be doing a lot more live shows via the internet, via streaming, and so it's something to keep an eye out for um, because it's it's interactive. So you're at once performing and you're also reading the comments from the people that are watching and answering back and changing what you're doing based on what they're saying. So, you know, Spouse Quest is, is part of that. Um, and, uh, it's really great to be that interactive and that immediate with the kind of entertainment that we're producing. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think it's easy to see that that's where things are going. The technology is getting better and easier to access, whether from your mobile device mm-hmm. or whatever. So I would totally agree with that. That that's where th- things seem to be heading. Um, so yeah. Amanda Troop, you can follow her at Amanda underscore Troop or AmandaTroop dot com. Uh, you can see her um, coming up here at. Um, well, Ripley Improv presents Dystopia. That one's still going on, I think. 
Um, yep, that one's still going. X Files is still going. Over at Impro Studio in LA, uh, you can get your tickets uh, web.ovationtix.com. I'll just go. To, you know what? Just go to ripleyimprov.com. The link's right there. Real easy to get. Yeah. Um, Amanda, what else can we promote for you? Oh well, you know if they if they follow me on on Twitter, um, they, at the the curse of a voiceover actor is there's always something coming up that you're not allowed to talk about. So I've got. Um, I'm going to be voicing a show called Box Peak, um, but I'm not allowed to talk about it, but I am going to be the lead in that. So that'll be coming up sometime in the next couple of months. And I've got another animated project that's coming out next year at some point, maybe a Comic-Con release. Um, so I'll be able to update when those things are happening. Um, and, uh, yeah, but otherwise, you know, like, like I, I can just say, like, follow me. I'll tell you when things are happening. <laughs> for sure, for sure. And it's an easy one, too. At Amanda underscore Troop, just like it sounds. Very easy to find. And, uh, and yeah, everything's right there. Links to the website, all that stuff. So that's uh, uh, give her a follow and uh, tell her that you listen. We always appreciate that. It shows that we're not just talking into microphones here. Um, so... Uh, <laughs> Uh, Amanda, it's been a, it's been such a pleasure talking to you, and, and 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 best of luck in all your stuff, and I and I hope that we can have you on some day down the road again, just to touch base. Oh, that would be great. Well, thank you so much for having me. This was a really great conversation. It, I, I loved having loved being on your show. Oh, we appreciate I, it. I like I like that the last thing that I say to you is as awkward as my celebrity conversation earlier. Um, I, I just I wanted to leave you with the most awkward note possible. <laughs> That's awesome. That's all. we'll take it. We'll take it. Awkward is always okay, funny. All right. So, <laughs> all right. Thank <laughs> all you right, so thank much, you Amanda. So much. Yep. <laughs> Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye. All right, well, there you go, Amanda Troop. Amanda Troop. How funny is that? You were just talking about this Star Wars game, and that's it's the same yep. one. <laughs> Small world. That's too funny. I should have asked. Man, I forgot to ask her if she, if which which uh, character she played, if she made herself a male or female or vice versa. But, well, you know. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Got to leave something to the imagination. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Spoil everything. Right, right. So uh, so next week we've got uh, Adam MacArthur calling in, which is exciting. We've got a lot of guests flowing in, and and, uh, and that's awesome. That's that's awesome. And I, I owe it all. I owe it all to uh, Sirius XM. Thank you so much. Sir- no, I don't. No, <laughs> um, no we, we – uh, there's a lot of people that, that kind of help us and, and get these uh, – give us these opportunities. So thank you to those people. I don't know. I don't know if I should – I don't know if they want me saying like who they are, if they like to be in the background. But if they're listening, they know who they are. So, you know, I don't we'll, know. We'll give you a hint. Ha-ha. Ha-ha. So I guess uh, one last thing I want to make sure we cover, though. Episode 54 here. 54. Conor McGregor. Hi, hi. <laughs> against uh, Floyd Mayweather. Did you watch it? I did not. You did not. I did. Oh, I did. oh so you didn't lose uh, video, huh? I guess a whole bunch of people lost lost the fight halfway through. No, no. I didn't have any problems with it. Didn't hear of any issues, but uh, I oh, lost. come back here. Oh, <laughs> I'm winded. Oh. <laughs> those cartoons are the best. Oh, I love them. I don't know who came up with those or oh, who's so doing winded. those. Oh, yeah. Oh. There was one. Well, there was one out immediately after the fight. It was like perfect. <laughs> I don't know how they do that. He's jabbing him, poke him in the nose. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Uh, yeah, come back here. 
Yeah, it was it was actually a really good fight. I was hoping Connor would pull it off because I'm not a Mayweather fan. Um, but I mean, I think that he even surprised some of the boxing community because nobody gave him a chance. If you liked Floyd Mayweather and you liked boxing, nobody gave Connor well, a chance. Yeah, I mean, a professional boxer beats someone that is not a professional boxer. That's you know. It's true. Like, <laughs> Come on, Floyd. I'm calling you out. Let's go. You yeah, and me. That's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So that I thought it was good. I thought it was a good fight. The hype was, you know, I think, I think it was about as good of a fight as as it could have been. Dude, they didn't care. I know nobody didn't. cared. They both walked away with bags full of money. Would you have fought Floyd Mayweather for a hundred million dollars? Yeah. Anyone Absolutely. I would have. I can show up winded and get the hell knocked out of me for yeah. much less than $100 million. I get the wind knocked out of me going up my stairs. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, oh, I'm on TV. <laughs> oh, you're shooting me. Oh, give me my money. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's oh, three rounds. I'm tired. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was. He ran out of gas quick. Yep. He, did. he did. Well, not quick. I guess about when you'd think he would have. He's used to a 25-minute fight, really, at the most, and... About you know thirty minutes in, he was sucking wind. Well, plus usually they're they're on the ground or they're up against you know yeah. they're not bouncing all around the ring all yeah. night. Yeah, and throwing a lot more punches in boxing. So, um, oh, I guess I'll have to make do sleeping on me money. Right, right. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Bill, you got anything coming up, man? Anything fun to talk oh, about? Oh, not that I can think of. No. no. Yo, how about you? Don't you usually go to Vegas right around now? Yeah, no, not this year. Not this year. Uh, we elected to tap out of Vegas this year, maybe in the spring. I think maybe in the spring. Okay. U- usually around this year. Yeah, you don't want to go in the summer. That's just gross. I've gone once in the summer. I like it. I, so I, I, like, I like it hot because you just hang out the pool. Oh, it's so hot. I know, I know, I know. Um, yeah, so I mean... Uh, yeah, I think we're going to push it to spring and uh, just kind of hang out because we have such a, a busy – so we did uh, uh, Lollapalooza. Oh, yeah, you guys have been just – Oh, yeah, yeah. We did Lollapalooza all four days. Um, uh, uh, Barnes Courtney was awesome. Mondo Cosmo was awesome. Blink-182 was awesome. That was fun. Were you there for the uh, the no-shows? Who was it? Oasis and uh, – not Oasis – yeah, Half of Oasis. I didn't watch that set, but I was there. yeah, I and, heard uh, about it. Didn't Muse get kicked off or something because yeah, of rain or something? Yeah, Muse and Lord got got canceled because of rain. La, 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 so. I am Lord. La, la, la. <laughs> uh, but then we did uh, a lot of concerts this year, and I think that's why we pushed Vegas back because we did uh, Green Day, and then we did Lady Gaga at Wrigley. We did Coldplay at. Uh, I heard Coldplay was ridiculous. Oh, they always are. They always are, and it, that's something if you if you've ever been on the fence. Like I'm not a Coldplay guy. Like I'm not jamming Coldplay. Uh, I'm like everyone else. You know every song. And, yeah, and yes, it's on the radio. You're not changing it. Yeah, and they and they and sure some of the songs sound the same, but uh, for a live band, I don't think you're gonna find a better show. Yeah, yeah, I don't think you will. They're just awesome. Um, but yeah, and there's a lot of stuff coming up too. Okay. So so it's just weekends are packed. And I did I did Hans Zimmer, which was ridiculous. I don't even know what that is. What is that? He's the guy that does um, music for a ton of movies. Pirates oh, of the Caribbean yeah, I saw you. Yes. Batman yes. and Spider-Man. I was and, wondering what that was. I'm like, oh. oh my God, it was ridiculous. I like the lights and just, he's got a full orchestra up on stage and it was absolutely astounding. Saw, Best I show s- I've ever seen in my life. I saw it. I said, uh, Bill's classing up the joint. Yeah. <laughs> well, not quite, but yeah. you know. 
And then I uh, saw Billy Joel too. That was pretty cool. Oh, that's not that's not too shabby oh, either. Can you hit the notes still? Yeah. Oh yeah. He's yeah. doing really well. Nice. Nice. Yeah. He, he wasn't having the bugs though. No. No. Doesn't like Chicago bugs. No. Well, you know, try driving through Jersey one time, huh? Okay. I've never been to <laughs> I mean, Jersey. I, I, have no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> I, take, I take offense to Billy Joel bitching about Chicago. <laughs> I've been to New York. They put their garbage on the yeah that's on the street. Get out of filthy. here. Filthy. Yeah, I'm moving out. That's what I would say <laughs> if I was living there. Gonna go live with uh, it was Mister <laughs> Mister Cacciatore down on Southerly Street. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah. So there we go, man. It's okay. uh, it's okay. it's been fun. We had a manded troop. Um, I, I like ending on a Billy Joel note. Do you think we can get away with playing a Billy Joel song? Uh, what song? That's the question. You know, I, I don't know. Billy Joel, like, all right, so is Billy Joel, Billy, do you think Billy Joel would care? I don't think he would care. Vindictive? It's not the people, it's not It's not Billy Joel, it's his people. It's his people. Yeah. That, you know what I mean? It's all the people. Billy Joel has his money, but it's. You know, when a little podcast like us plays somebody's song, it's, the, it's all the, the people, people in that make money off like of Billy, Billy Joel. Billy Joel would have a lot of people. Yeah, and a lot of people would want to get a taste of nothing. That's what we can offer you. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so maybe I avoid the Billy Joel one. He's got too many fans. I like I like doing the indie Chicago kind of bands. Anything from Chicago, like any? How about actual Chicago? Chicago. I love it. Done. Done. All right, episode 54. Make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at Bill and Dave Show, Facebook.com slash The Bill and Dave Show. Um, you can text Bill. His phone number is... Got him. No, no, in all seriousness, uh, if you're listening, uh, whatever format, make sure you rate us. There's usually a rating system, one through five. We will take a five. Thank you. Yes. Um, but Give. Give. Yes. Please, won't you please give? Please, sir. May we have some more? <laughs> um, yeah, so, uh, so yeah, check it out. So, Chicago. Uh, Chicago. Chicago. Cool. Well. We need, we need a, like a sign-off catchphrase of some sort. Yeah. I have no idea. We got to come up with something. We'll come up with something. Yeah. Yeah. Not now. Not now. No, we're not no, that not creative. No. We're not going to do it now, but we will come back with something, uh, maybe not next week, but maybe the week after. Well, you know what? We'll work on it next week a little bit. Yeah, maybe. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. We're out. Toodaloo.